about 10 years ago, Meg and I were heading east on I-80 through the mountains of Pennsylvania in our trusty 2001 Chevy Prism. We were on our way to a friend's wedding, and um, uh, it was a stormy, humid day, I remember. We had the air conditioner running full blast. Suddenly, we ran into, we, we went through a heavy rainstorm. So I think Meg was driving. She slowed down to about 45. The windshield wipers were slapping across the windshield. Um, and at that moment, we heard a sickening clunk scrape. A clunk followed by a long, loud scrape of metal on asphalt. So Meg quickly pulled over, and it was still pouring, so we waited for a few minutes before we got out of the car. Well, when, it, when the rain let up, I got out and looked under the car, and sure enough, the entire tailpipe and muffler assembly was laying on the road. So I was no mechanic, but I knew we couldn't really drive anywhere in that condition. Um, I didn't want to call a tow truck. That was expensive, and we were pretty broke at the time. So I thought, aha, I know what I'll do. I went back to the car. I opened my guitar case. I cut a string off my guitar, got back under the car, and used it to... to suture together to wire up the exhaust system and Meg was pretty impressed with my MacGyver-like <laughs> skills. I have to say I, I, that was the high point of my, of my um, problem-solving career right there. So we went to, to get back in the car and you know figure out at the next rest area where the next shop was. We didn't have, have smartphones at the time. So we, we went to get on our way and click 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 well the whole half an hour we'd been working on the car guess we left the air conditioner running and now we had a dead battery so okay I'm using the Wii but Meg is saying she left the air conditioner running so you know eventually we were assisted by a state trooper who gave us a jump start and he let us follow him to the next exit where just off the exit was a Monroe muffler shop so we brought the car there. We sat at McDonald's next door, sipping coffee and waiting for the car to get fixed the right way. Um, and they even fixed it for free. They took pity on us. I guess all it needed was a clamp. So um, we saw God's faithfulness to us during that breakdown. But you know what? We didn't stay at that rest stop. We got back on the road because we had a mission. We had a wedding to attend and summer plans to kick off. We weren't going to hang around at the McDonald's next to Monroe Muffler for more, more than we had to. I share this story because I believe our church is in a similar situation. Last March, we ran into a storm. We had to stop. We had to um, problem solve. We had to um, um, do damage control. And for the past 15 months, essentially, that's what we've been doing, figuring out how to be a church right now during the pandemic. Um, and certainly we've seen God's faithfulness to us in this time. There's much to praise God for. But now it's time to remember that we are a church on a mission. It's time to get back on the road and, and leave the rest stop and 
remember that we are a vehicle for God's mission. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning. So how many of you know the mission statement of our church? Many. Does someone want to shout it out? Yeah, knowing Christ and making Christ known. Knowing Christ and making Christ known. That means everything we do as a church serves that purpose, serves that goal. We should be able to trace everything we do back to knowing Christ and making Christ known. You may wonder where we came up with that mission statement. Well, I believe our church began using it 20 to 25 years ago. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, And it's not a phrase that is in the Bible as such, but the concept of that mission statement is deeply embedded in Scripture. The concept of, of knowing Christ or, you know, knowing God and then making him known. Uh, loving others, serving others, the vertical and the horizontal. And we're in a unique time right now as a church. There's been so much disruption and change, and it can be tempting as we look forward to try to, to go backward, to think, what have we done in the past that's worked? What have we done in the past that we know how to do? But the thing about being on mission is that we follow a living Lord who is leading us forward on mission, forward on mission. And so this morning, what I want to do simply is clarify our mission and then dream about what it would look like for God to lead us forward. This is going to be a little different sermon than normal, but I want to clarify that mission and then dream about what might God want to do through our church on mission for him. So let's start by looking at the first half of our mission statement, knowing Christ. You may think that a mission, by definition, is outward, right? But actually, half of our mission is inward and downward. You see, just as a tree needs deep roots in order to support wide branches, We won't be able to make Christ known unless we know him ourselves. I'm not talking about knowing about Jesus or having one time in your life when when you, you know, come to know Jesus. I'm talking about knowing him more and more deeply every week, every month, every year. Knowing Christ. In a word, you could sum this idea up in a word, discipleship. How many of you know what discipleship means? It's to grow as a follower of Jesus Christ, to live um, like Jesus would if he were you. That's the goal of knowing Christ. That's why we, we preach the word of God. We always will. That's why we worship and pray and have Sunday school and home groups And all these things that help us to grow in our relationship with him. One of my favorite psalms, and this is the primary text of my sermon this morning, is Psalm 67. Psalm 67. And the psalmist writes in the first verse, May God be gracious to us and bless us 
and make his face shine upon us. Those words probably sound familiar from the benediction that we often use from Numbers. And and the psalmist is saying, may we know the fullness of God's blessing and and God's presence in Israel and in our lives. And in New Testament terms, we could say, may we know Christ and his grace and his mercy and his presence more and more richly. May God bless us. What kinds of things would happen if that prayer was answered? If each one of us, every man, woman, and child, was growing deeply in their relationship with Jesus? I, I think we'd see marriages that are flourishing. We'd see kids that have, have a strong faith, that know how to navigate the complexities of this world. We'd see friendships getting deeper. We'd see um, people being able to suffer with great hope and great purpose. We'd see all kinds of stuff. Just dream about what God would do if each one of us was knowing Christ more and more deeply. In fact, if we aren't doing that, we have nothing of eternal value to offer the world around us. We'd be just another nonprofit organization trying to, to do some good in the community, right? At the same time, if we only focus on our growth, on our inward growth, we forget that we're a vehicle for God's mission. What do you call a vehicle that doesn't go anywhere? It's a mobile home. <laughs> we don't want to turn into that. That's what happens to churches who focus so much on their own knowledge and doctrines and traditions and and inner life. We don't want to do that. So let's look at the second pole of our mission statement, the outward one, which is making Christ known. In a word, this is mission. Mission outward. Our heartbeat is not just to know him ourselves and keep that to ourselves, but to to spread the gospel, to spread his love to the community and the world around us. What does that look like? Well, many of the things we do already. Serving the community in Jesus' name. Talking to people about Jesus. Inviting them to become his followers. um, Seeing people baptized and, and grow in their faith. It means doing your work on Monday through Friday for Jesus for his glory. It means praying for people. It means supporting causes that are close to the Lord's heart. It means praying for and and supporting missionaries and church planters in the ends of the earth, um, preaching the gospel of Christ. But I think if we could see, if we could just see Georgia, Vermont, through God's eyes, through the eyes of his mission, what would we see? We'd see lots of people who are happy and healthy and successful and content and spiritually lost, who need the gospel. They need to know about Jesus. We have a mission to make Christ known to them. Going back to Psalm 67, He says, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us 
And then he says, so that, in verse 2, so that the desired outcome of God's blessing on us, what is it? So that we can be happy. No. So that we can be comfortable and safe. No. Look at what he says. So that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. That's the reason he's asking to be blessed. God, would we know you so that we can take that knowledge outward? It's not for ourselves. It's for the world. That's, that's what this psalmist knew. The, he, the blessings even given to Israel were not for Israel to just sit on themselves. They were for the world around them, the nations around them. And the same idea is true of our mission statement, knowing Christ and making Christ known. Those two things are like a flywheel that give each other energy and, and, and we propel, are propelled forward. <clears throat> so, so I want to spend the, next, the last few minutes of our time dreaming about how we can do this. How we can know Christ and make Christ known. What would it look like if our church was firing on all cylinders for this mission, what would that look like? Let me share two specific thoughts. First, it would look like everybody using their gifts. Everybody together. If you're part of this church, you are needed on this mission. You are. In 1 Corinthians 12, Paul compares the church to a human body. And he says, just as there are many parts in a body, we have different gifts. We all need to work together for the body to function. Um, a, a, human, a healthy human body needs every limb and appendage, every organ doing its job, working together. Nothing is more important than anything else. The ministry of this church is not done by me, Pastor Tyler. The ministry of this church is not done by the deacons or the trustees. The ministry of this church is done by all of us. All of us serving God with our gifts and serving one another. It may be teaching Sunday school. It may be encouraging someone. It may be providing food and hospitality. It may be using a technical skill in service of the church. It may be um, praying for people by yourself at home and praying for the church. That is a gift. We have some amazing gifts in this church. We have gifts of planning and encouraging and teaching and fixing and building and faith and healing and wisdom and service. We have so many gifts here. I don't think you realize what potential there is in our church. And in fact, we can, we can look in the past and see, you know, amazing examples of people using their gifts to serve God and doing that together. During this pandemic, we've seen people rise up and use gifts and talents in new ways, right? 
Well, imagine what would happen. I think if we were all using our gifts harnessed by the Holy Spirit, this church would become even more vibrant. Disciples would be added. We would discover new ministry opportunities we didn't even know existed. I think that's what it would look like to follow Christ on mission. Number two, the the second thing and the, the last thing I'll say in pursuing our mission is that it takes openness to new things. Openness to new things. The way forward is not necessarily what we've done in the past. There are many things that we have done that we will continue to do, that we will always do. But sometimes we have to think outside of the structures of of what has helped us in the past. We've done things like VBS and the Turkey Supper and Martha's Kitchen. We've done those for good reasons. But sometimes we need new wineskins. We need to look at the community around us and say, what do they need right now? How can we serve them right now? How can our church be used? The gospel doesn't change. Our mission doesn't change. But the forms that our mission takes will shift and adapt. We're always driving in the same direction, to use this car analogy. But sometimes we have to go on roads we've never been on before to get there. Let me share a story I heard last week about a church who is doing this. Crevewood Baptist Church in Nashville, Tennessee. Their church is located in a zip code where over a third of the homes are owned by adults age 65 plus. Many of whom have really suffered during the pandemic. They've been isolated Um, They've had health issues. The pastor of this church, Ray Miller, Miller, once did six funerals in one week just from people in his community. So there's a need, the need for healing and connection, the need for gospel hope. Well, the church looked at what the Lord had given them already that might be used to meet this need. And they had a very successful seniors exercise class, of all things. They said, how can we leverage this in service of God in our community? They said, well, we have this huge gym that no one's using. We have all these people that need connection. So they transformed their gym into a healing center where they have free community meals. They have Bible study groups and prayer groups and lectures and health clinics and free and reduced counseling. And all these people are now coming to this church to find the healing of Jesus Christ and connection and relationships. Well, they also noticed that another third of the homes in their zip code were occupied by children. And the pastor was friends with the school principal and he said, what do you need right now that we can help with? The school principal said, well, As a matter of fact, we have about 30 refugee families in our school who have really fallen behind during the pandemic. And so we could really use an after-school program for them. And the church said, we can do that. We can help with that. So now in their healing center, they have an after-school program 
for these refugee kids. You may think we couldn't do something like that, right? But guess what? God has dreams for our church. God has dreams for us. And he often puts his dreams in the hearts of his people. So I'm calling all dreamers today. I'm asking you to dream of what this church would be or would do as we know Christ and make Christ known. Maybe you have a dream that the Lord has been growing in your heart for years. It's time to hear that. Maybe you're newer to the church and you, you see a need that we can't notice or you see something that like, you know, this would really work well. We need to hear that. Maybe during the pandemic, some new ideas or, or concerns have been birthed in you and you feel like there's, there's different and new needs in the community now that we should help meet. We need to hear that dream. So, you should have a piece of paper that you got when you came in and a pen or pencil. I want you to get out that piece of paper and write down three words. I dream that. I want everybody to do this. If you don't have paper, um, Raise your hand and someone can, can bring you some. Write down the phrase, I dream that. I'm going to give you about three minutes to finish that sentence. What do you dream that our church will do or become in the near future as we follow Jesus on mission? And before you write, I have a couple guidelines to keep in mind. First, it should be related to our mission. So don't write something like, I dream that our parking lot will get paved, unless that's like, well, that would be really helpful for our hospitality or and safety or something related to welcoming people to the church, right? Secondly, it must be specific. So don't just write, I dream that we will make a big impact for Jesus. So rather than that, say, I dream of doing this particular thing to make an impact for Christ. And third, it can't be about yourself. It's got to be about us. So rather than saying, I dream that we will sing more of the songs I love, maybe you could say, I dream that we will have passionate, heartfelt worship. So I know this is a pretty wide open assignment, but that's for a reason. This is to help us simply dream about how God might be using us on mission. So, so please spend a few minutes writing something down. Then I'll give you some further instructions. And if you're watching at home on Facebook, you can type this in the comments below the video. Please also write it down on some paper so that eventually we can collect it and um, put them all together. I've got a basket here. Um, I was going to have this in the middle, but 
I think it might be better if there's a volunteer that can walk around and collect. Thanks, Mike. Um, so if you're okay with this dream being shared, it doesn't have to have your name on it, please stick this in the basket as it comes around. And Meg, as she does prayer, will incorporate what's been written in the prayer time. I'll give you a few more minutes as Mike walks around, and then Meg will come up and lead us in prayer. Thanks, Mike. All right, so this is exciting. I feel like, I don't know, I'm at a party or something. It's really just, it's exciting to to dream together. I can't remember the last time um, I was with a group of people who were dreaming after God's heart. So I'm going to read these and, um, yeah, encourage you to, to listen. I dream that Georgia, GPBC would be a symbol of love and service for the town of Georgia. I dream that we would somehow get more young families involved. I dream that we are the change we wish to see in the world. We need more togetherness with the new guidelines. We have to take advantage of them to spread the word. I dream that we can have a summer concert series. Once a week through the summer, Pastor Tyler or someone can lead us outside and singing praise songs. People bring lawn chairs. I dream that we would start an outreach to kids in the community, like a Kids Alive program or Saturday Sunday school. Adults volunteer, youth help, our kids come, and everyone asks for kids to attend. Get other churches involved, have fun, sing, hear a message, pray, encourage, meet family needs. I dream that our school kids would have more activities to keep them productively occupied, particularly during summers that don't involve travel to St. Albans, Burlington, etc. Less technology. Amen. I dream we have a church outdoor lobster dinner, barbecue, and invite the whole county. Wow! Sarah Edgerly loves lobster. I don't think she's here right now because she's leading Sunday school. All right, connect with Carrie if this is your dream. <laughs> She'll help you go fishing. No, show me. Um, <laughs> building new friendships, a chance to bring in new friends. Our church does hospitality and meals well, and yeah, we thank you for sharing these dreams. I dream that we would offer more than just morning Sunday school for children of all ages, parenting classes, or a group for sharing ideas and concerns. I dream that we could reach many more families and children and bring them for our Bible studies, Sunday schools, VBS, and programs that we offer and to worship with us. So we're hearing some themes here. This is really a way we know the Holy Spirit speaks to us is when we come together and have similar dreams. I dream that our church will have more small group discussions open to the public, uh, revitalizing small groups in Alpha, Jimmy Center after school outreach, improved lay visitations at assisted living and nursing homes. I dream that the church would be a place where underprivileged children, refugees without insurance, underinsured children, etc., could ha find help receiving health care or money for medicine. I dream that we would have more education on missions for here and in the whole world. I dream that we will all become one in Christ and become disciples for Jesus. I dream that we have a larger and more inviting outdoor play space for children and youth, youth to have a space that they can be responsible for and call their own at church. I dream that we would sponsor outdoor movie nights for the community and show Christian films like Courageous or Facing the Giants or I Can Only Imagine or Fireproof. Congregants could invite friends, neighbors, and family, and we can advertise in the community. 
I dream that we have given over to the world the addiction crisis to solve. I would love to see a faith-based alternative to AA and NA. Scripture holds the ultimate solution. I dream that we could somehow reach out to seniors and establish something like a senior center with meals and activities. It would be nice to somehow build a bridge between the young people and senior citizens. I dream that we bring many people to praise God in our church. We can do this by being good Christians and sharing his word. I dream of Bible study taught by Jesus Christ and taught to us like Jesus would. I dream of that all Americans um, would know and love the Constitution with all their heart. I dream that we will reach out to more children in the area. This could also bring parents to our church. I dream that we can grow our membership. God shows us ways to help our schools and our school children. I dream that there would be more programs for seniors and those in our church that are makers get together regularly to share their knowledge and make things for others, the needy, the sick, etc. That makes me think of all the masks that people in this church made, and I think that's a way we really serve the community during the pandemic. I dream that our youth group can be revitalized. I dream that wellness be brought forward without judgment. I dream that we return to a thriving youth center. I dream that bonus church service, that we'd have bonus church services with just songs, instruments, and prayers. I dream that we can do a mission trip overseas or in the U.S. where there is a need. I dream that our church reaches communities in new ways, bring a neighbor to church. I want to make sure I'm not Okay, there's some at the bottom. I dream that our church will be a garden of deep friendships, an interconnected web of people doing life together and letting the light of Christ shine throughout Georgia and beyond. I dream that we have programs for unwed mothers and support them. I dream that we would have more programs for children. I dream that we would have a yard sale to share the gospel with others when they come to the sale. We could reach out to those people that live close to our church to welcome them here to worship. I dream that we will provide discipleship for children and youth that prepares them to be thoughtful, faithful followers of Jesus. Somebody wrote this on a receipt. I like it. Just use what you have, you know. I dream that we can find a way to reach more youth, seniors, and shut-ins. I think that's really a theme we're hearing. Um, people have hearts for, for the seniors and the youth. I dream that our church organizes an overseas mission trip. I dream that mission could rule over our church function. I dream that we can be more outward looking than inward focused. And then we have a few that our church family um, has added online. Um, so Marilyn Wells says she dreams of a group of children and seniors together, combining lonely elders and children. They can become like grandchildren and grandparents that the other has been needing. Wow, thank you all for your thoughtful, prayerful engagement with this exercise. It is, I mean, what a privilege. Not only today do we get to be together in worship, but we can dream together God's way. Um, so I think the, the best thing we can do right now is come together in prayer. 